Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Hour number two of the Midday Show. Wesley Euler, Max Starks, Dale Lolly here at the Indiana Convention Center live on Radio Row. Three more hours of our coverage. An hour from now, I will hop out of here. Matt Williamson will pop in. And about two and a half hours from now, the captain, the anchor, one of your favorite Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward, is going to sit right down here at our Steelers Nation radio table with us to uh, to close out today's proceedings. So plenty to get to. Don't you dare go anywhere. Our coverage all week brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. Dale, I know you've been perusing through measurements over there as they continue to uh, to roll out today. Anything standing out to you at this point? Yeah, I just look in here. I see that uh, Desmond Ritter weighed in it. 211 pounds, which is a little heavier for him. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. That's again, got him over that 210 threshold. Uh, you and don't want to see that. Be. You don't want to see that yep. zero in the middle. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. You don't see it on the backside. Right. Not in the, not, not in not the not middle the center. Yeah. Yeah. 10 inch hands for him as well. He, I knew he had big hands. I met him at the, uh, at the senior bowl and he could, you could see like he has these big, long finger. He could grip the football. Yeah. Um, but, Another uh, guy, Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Surprising. Nine and three quarter. Eastern hands. Kentucky, right? Yeah. We talked Western about him. Kentucky. Western yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Kid can throw a football. But yeah, he came in six foot, half inch, two fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So got a little got a little he weight. He put on a little weight back yeah. on too there. Yeah, he did because he looked he looked small when I saw him, but the kid can fly the football. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that there's no question about that. It's whether that what's the right scheme for him? Because he is that air raid, five wide spread, sling it all around. Can you manage it, and can you actually get through your sure, progressions? Sure, So, but, yeah, no, that was another one that stuck out to me. I was like, okay. Yeah, he's, Malik he's Willis comes in at 219. Uh, it's a good size for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's built like a running back. He is. Uh, he looks – he's like a little bit taller version of Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson has those big legs that, yeah. you know, can help withstand. Those tree trunk legs. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing uh, I, I wanted to mention, you know, when – when we did have Greg Cosell on yesterday and he said that you can't make a living, you can't in the NFL make a living going backwards. The two guys that do that yeah. are Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes. Yes. They will escape backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and, th and those are the outliers. Those are the outliers. Those are the outliers. Because <laughs> yep. I'll tell you this. I mean, now Russell Wilson, he, he knows how to, because he's going to move forward eventually. Yeah. But Pat Mahomes you just work because he can throw it from any way, from any direction, right. and he just knows how to escape. He's not a runner, but he just knows it's how twitchy. to escape. It's very twitchy. He can give you a little quick little sh shoulder shot. Almost like a good point guard, right? He yeah. can throw you off with one step, a little one wiggle, hit yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, a little shoulder wiggle. And anytime he pretends to fake a pass, you stop. You're trying to jump, so it's yeah. like, boom, I, I can get around you because I know, I know myself. So, yeah, those are the two outlets. But everybody else, though, it's like, uh -huh. uh, don't try this. Yeah. Don't try this at home, kids. This is a, this is a professional at work. You've <laughs> got to be rare air to be able to, to get away with that. Max, that what, what do you think of Drake London as a prospect? You know, I really, I really like Drake. Um, and his, 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 uh, white receivers coach is a good friend of mine, Kerry Colbert and Kerry, because I had the USC UCLA game earlier this year. And so I had to talk to him cause obviously Drake was injured. So I was talking to him pregame and I was just going, you know, I'm like, What's the mentality? What's the work ethic like? Because you see it, and it looks fluid. And, of course, in the Pac-12, you never know what right. you're going to get with a receiver. But I think one of the things, when I watched this film, I liked how he he just he had a way of getting over. It, it was subtle, but he just was so technically sound in running his routes 
that he just could get open and create a little bit of space, and and he just made it because the quarterbacks that they had were not were not stellar by any stretch, and he can also go high point the ball. So I like his toughness. He's willing to go in the middle and go dig out some passes, yeah, and not just rely on a lot of flyouts or you know he'll he'll take a deep end, and, and he's not afraid to go in between two safeties and go make that catch. So. I like the toughness aspect, but durability is going to be my question with him. How would he compare to say Michael Pittman, this guy from the the same school? Yeah, you know what, Pitt, Pittman's just it, it, I feel like a more more of a burner, you know, and he's more of a physical guy um, as far as like he's going to physically manipulate the routes with his body and try and box you out, whereas London's going to use technique. Yeah, you know, so I think that's the kind of the two differences. Yeah, London came in today at two nineteen, which is good. That's a good size. Good size for him. For him. Yeah, yeah, I was not expecting. I was expecting him to be closer to the two ten range. Yeah. So no, that's that's a good size. I, I mean, I love Drake. I think he's. A, I think he's a prospect. Then hearing the behind, you know, from right. from, from my buddy Kerry, that also kind of solidified my, my my thought process about him is that he's a good kid outside of that and how he goes about his business and he wants to be the best as far as technically being technically sound, knowing how to run the routes, not cutting them short or not rounding them. He wants to give it to you technically, so you know he's. He said, "Biggest thing, he wants to be dependable to his quarterback to know he's going to be where the quarterback expects him to be." Yeah. He and Traylon Burks are the two guys at the top of the board that have that size that everybody's looking for now. Burks yeah. came in today, six two two twenty five. Woo! <laughs> that's a big boy right there. I mean, and that's the thing It's like you want to have that size, and then that that also makes you a guy who can go and box out a guy. Or, you know, a lot of teams now are looking at that, that Debo Samuel type guy. Yeah. Can he, like, you know, can he do some things like that, you know, run the end arounds? The Steelers do it with Chase Claypool. Yeah. Some, you know, okay, he's going to break a, an arm tackle, you know, out in the open field. If somebody tries to dive at his ankles, yeah. he's going to run through that. Yeah, you want that versatility. I, I think both of those guys can, can do that easily, um, you know, because Drake has that track background as well. Yeah. So he knows, when, especially when you get in that linear speed, Okay, if I have if I have a chase, you know, safety or dime that's that's tra- tracking me, you know, on my motions, I'm, I'm gonna out have an Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm out running this guy right now, and I think that that that's what's gonna bode well. And it's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up because, like you said, how healthy is he? You know, how much has he recovered to be able to go do anything here yeah, today? Yeah, you know, so that that's gonna be a question. But I I like him a lot. I like. I like Burks. I like I like Pittman, and they all have their different things, right? Every guy has to have their fill-in spot, and I think you know when you're looking at Drake, you're like, ah, this guy's going to be a day two guy, you know, just because the receivers just aren't going to get that cachet unless it's Jamar Chase, right? Yeah, you know, then there's no Jamar Chases in the in the in this class. Yeah, Chase would be a slam dunk. Chase might be the he might be the number one overall. He might be the number one overall guy. Yeah, if he were in this draft. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't be a question about. Oh, is it Evan Neal? Is it a line? No, it'd be like Jamar Chase and just fill it in after that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys from last year's draft. You look at it, had they stayed a year? It's like, oh, yeah. You yeah. could have feasted at that. You know, I think of even some of the DBs, like if they would have waited outside of Sauce Gardner, I think Sauce Gardner is probably unequivocally the number one DB in this draft class. But outside of that, they would have been picked a lot higher, you know, had they had they waited a year. And because I think of um, what what's the boy? That went from, oh god, uh, Newsom, Newsom, yeah, from Northwestern, Greg Newsom, yeah. Greg Newsom, yeah, to the Browns. He 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 would have been one. I thought probably would have been a higher guy 
that you know had he had he had he chose to stay. Um, so I mean, JC Horn. Oh no, JC Horn was going to. He was, so he was going to go no matter yeah, what. Yeah. JC Horn, that dude is an absolute dog. Yeah. I mean, and when you He's have nasty, his pedigree, yeah. oh. And that's true, and he was the eighth overall pick. So yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. he goes a few spots higher this yeah. year, but still and, a top ten guy. And watching him, because I called a Carolina game this year, I was like, I was like, this guy needed to be in the NFL. He was going to hurt somebody to stay in college <laughs> for another year. <laughs> yeah, he has the uh, he has that nastiness to him that yeah. uh, you know, yeah. tough to get away with at the cornerback position. But it is. Yeah. I mean, because you, you're talking. I mean, with all the rules now, you can't be that bully corner you know that, that, that you're like okay all right this guy yeah hey guys we got to figure out a way to get a separation we need right. to do some type of rub route because this guy is just absolutely mauling and he still finds a way to do it within those first five yards you are his yeah. and once if you're lucky to get to five and a quarter yards he has to stop you know and, which is strange because his dad was a wide receiver so yeah. he, so he knows all the tricks his dad <laughs> taught him all exactly the tricks right. so it's like hey son this guy's gonna try and do an inside release just go for right there for that shoulder and just take him out. It's like, so yeah. And I think that's always a fun thing. Cause you know, like for me, I always used to pick my father's brain because he was a defensive end outside backer mm-hmm. type when he, when he played. So I'm like, dad, I was like, you know, I'm having an issue with this. So it's great to have that parent that played the opposite. Cause you can go pick their brain oh, about absolutely. those things. So I think it's, that you guys are Bane. Yeah. Oh, you think, you know, wide receivers, but I was born to one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, I am here. <laughs> Your inevitability. <laughs> it feels like almost every draft, the Steelers take a wide receiver linebacker, right? Somewhere in the seven rounds. When you look at it through that scope now of just, I believe, two wide receivers on, on under contract, correct? And Deontay yeah. Johnson and Chase Claypool. Does it feel like the Steelers, not first round pick 20, but day two wide receivers are real, I real honestly, potential option? That's my, that's my sleeper pick for them in the first round. Even like, if all these you know, guys are if, there. If you're drafting and all of a sudden there's, you know, you get to 20 and Garrett Wilson's still there. You're like, yeah. Right. Didn't, didn't expect right. that to happen. You yeah, know, exactly. You know, all of a sudden, you know, because because you saw what Cincinnati did last year and you saw like what what the difference or what a difference that just adding that extra receiver to the mix a could weapon. make a weapon because they were they were OK at wide receiver. They, you know, yeah. uh, they, they were fine there and, and they went out and added another one. Can you play three so much? You play so much 11 personnel that that, you, you know, you're going to find a way. The, the thing that's interesting to me is what kind of body type are they looking for That's in this the question. next one? That is the question. And what's kind of skill set? Yeah, because like you said, you have Chase, who's that big body burner, right? But And then you have Deontay, who's technically sound, slight, but can get you some of the interior stuff. And then, of course, you had the Juju Ray Ray type of mix in the slot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, do I go with slot because I have one and two? And is that the emphasis? Or do I get the backup? one of them because right. inevitably injuries happen right i mean how many times do we see chase coming off the field with something with his foot yeah or nicked yeah. and then you're like okay now now, now who, who what? do we yeah. have here cody white all right let's go cody yeah <laughs> you know you got to jump in there so it'd be nice to have some of that depth there and then have him being flexible the guy that uh, i have my eye on and i'm sure mike tomlin does as well as sky Moore from western michigan um Shady Side Academy. Shady Side Academy was the quarterback there when uh, Mike Sundino was the wide receiver. 
Yeah, I would think he knows a little bit about this. Had guy. a couple of spaghetti pregame dinners. Over at the <laughs> a little house. bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a few. It's like, hey, has he met with the Steelers? I, he doesn't have to. Yeah, he has right. his cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going. He to was play. over. At the, yeah, he, he was met... over at their house for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. you know? like, hey. he was 17. I was. I was. I, hey, I, can Dino come out to play? Hey, you know what, Sky? Come on in here. Let me talk to you. Real of course, fast that could also work table. the other way on that. That is true. That is true. I know where the I know where the bodies are buried. I know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> but I think you know, and, and when you look at it, we're always talking about ties, especially because the Steelers, because everything has a place. Yeah. You know, within their system, especially when you have your own. When you look at how many homegrown guys that, if there's an opportunity and it makes sense, it's a no brainer mm-hmm. at that point. You know, and I I think Sky Moore is one of those guys. The interesting thing about him is is you hear. And it's it's a he's a Mac receiver. He's five eleven, hundred ninety five pounds, and you hear a lot of the Antonio Brown comparisons with him. And so I, I went back and I was watching tape of him, and I'm watching his his get off the line of scrimmage, and I'm like, I actually see the Antonio Brown yeah. comparisons. Like he has the same wiggle at the line of scrimmage. You know that that, that yeah. just the the ability to to instantly get open in, against press coverage. Well, and he's also had a great view of watching Antonio Brown. Right, yeah. Well, Probably met him a few times, you know. Maybe, yeah. maybe ran into him in a giant eagle. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, I didn't know that. You like Tangelos? So do I. <laughs> nice to meet you. But you take you you would take that without the headaches. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because also there is a connection there prior, so you can manage those emotions. Because Mike T knows his parents. You want me to tell your mom and dad yeah. what you're doing in practice today? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Probably just don't. has to give him that look. Yeah, yeah exactly. He doesn't have to right. say anything. Yeah, like, have to say it. it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's that uncle look, right? It's like, I remember what you did when you were 16. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> don't make me bring your high school coach out here to practice to yell at you, too, yeah, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah I, don't I, let me get your mama out here. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you know I can get her credentials, right? <laughs> no, that, that the wide receiver group is – you know, again, it, it's intriguing to me because there there could be, like you mentioned, a plethora of options that it's possible you get to pick 20 and maybe one of these guys is off the board. And that's well, it. I found it interesting. They actually uh, there were some guys that, that were, of course, as usually happens, were asked if they had met with the Steelers. here. Sure, sure. And two of the first round guys that, that had met with the Steelers were Jahan Dotson uh, from Penn State. From Penn State yeah. and, and then. uh Ohio, Ohio State. Uh, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson that, yeah. I just, that I just mentioned. The Steelers met with both of those guys for formals. So, so hey, they're they're looking in that direction. Yeah, they, they, they are. I mean, and here's the thing: you have to do your due diligence and run the paces because you know you want to see what the options are. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Olave's are is going to come in for for probably a private workout if you don't see him here, right? Um, because you're like. There's no way we can't not not. And kick they the have tires. had some success taking Ohio State guys as well. Just a smidge, a couple. You know, <laughs> San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. Hello, hello, our, Super Bowl. Our, our guest later here. Um, yeah, did okay. Uh, who's on yep. TV right now? There you go. As we can see him right up there with Bucky Brooks and Siciliano. I talked to both of those guys too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look at go. that. And not Siciliano. No, no, definitely not him. <laughs> No, no. But the other two, the, the other, other two. two, the other two have our credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Siliano knows about deep dish pizza with a last name like that. You would think so. Yeah. Or maybe he's anti. That's Benzie's buddy. Pizza. Yeah. Or, or maybe he just likes Sicilian style, which is, you know, a lot of dough with a little sauce on top. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes that way. He doesn't mm-hmm. go quite deep dish. Many different ways to do pizza. There is. 
and I don't. And they're hate all any. good. Listen, they're I all good. As long as it's sauce and bread, we can, we we can hard quibble, to mess that up. We can quibble about the intricacies yeah. later. <laughs> I, I know as a Northeast boy, particularly one that is is married into a Philadelphia family and lived there for three years of my life in the golden triangle of New York, Philly, New Jersey pizza. You're supposed to hate deep dish. It's it's delicious. You can't it's hate absolutely. Deep dish. It's you it's delicious. Hate, it's impossible. To hate. It, it, you you have no soul if you hate yeah. deep dish. Especially like, you know, if you come out here to the Midwest. You can't and, and you can't, somewhere you can't that knows hate how the, to do the, it. the the Detroit style pizza. It's all it's oh, all guys. good. It's all great pizza everywhere except for the ones that they they skimp on the sauce. That's the only type of pizza you get. You you gotta you gotta have a nice sauce layer. You know I I, I get some of the fancy. Oh we're gonna do this fired pie. It's gonna be drizzled and there's a lot of bubbly bread no no <laughs> no just give me give some me sauce sauce some cheese yeah, and yeah. we're good we're good we, we can quibble about you stand like when i moved to washington pa there are a couple of places in washington they cook the pizza with the sauce on it and then they wait and put the cheese uh, the on cold after, cheese the cold cheese that's on like it. the ohio valley thing yeah. to do. yeah yeah i can't do it. That, that's that's one where i'm like cook the cheese Cook the cheese you gotta let it you gotta let it melt a little bit yeah, on yeah there. I, I need melt because you see I, i'm a minios guy Oh okay. yeah, where, where cheese is like okay, Three bread might be optional. Might, bread might be optional. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I need cheese and I want it cooked. I want a little bubbly, a little bit burnt spots on it. You know, that, yeah, that's I'm a big fan of the burnt spots myself. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the best thing to do. Uh, completely agree. I'm glad we're all on the same page there, gentlemen. This has been Pizza Nation Radio. We'll get <laughs> yeah, back. To, yeah. We'll get back to Steelers Nation Radio when we return on the other side. Uh, more evaluations, more to come. A reminder: a little over two hours from now, Cam Hayward going to sit down here with us on Radio Row. So don't you dare go anywhere. Dale Lolly, Max Starks. I'm Wesley Euler. You are listening to ongoing coverage from the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, right here on SNR. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. <clears throat> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. It's the midday show here on Radio Row. Wesley Euler, Max Starks, Dale Lolly. You uh, got me for another 40 minutes with these two, and then Matt Williamson will pop in for the final two hours. They'll be joined by Cam Hayward, maybe Bucky Brooks as well, too. It's a little guest roulette here usually on, on Radio Row. We get some really Where cool you can names. Grab. Whoever, whoever you can snag for a few minutes, of course, uh, Greg Cosell, a great conversation yesterday. Kevin Colbert, uh, we know we will have Cam Hayward around 3.30, maybe some more surprise guests in here as well, too. A, another reminder, our combine coverage all week here on SNR brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. Gentlemen, we've talked a lot about the offense today. Uh, we, we talked tight ends. We talked wide receivers at the podium earlier. Uh, the running backs. And when you look for when you look for the Steelers, you know you just took Najee Harris with your your first pick, twenty uh, fourth overall last year. Dale, correct? Was Najee Harris, I believe? Yeah, twenty fourth. Yep. Uh, not a high priority position 
this year, but you know, we, we've talked a little bit about Najee Harris and, and how to maximize him and how the offensive line relates to that equation. It feels, though, like from the Steelers' standpoint, you need an RB2 that you trust more than Benny Snell, clearly. Someone that you're willing to give more carries to to take some of that. I mean, what, 300 and some, 307 carries for Najee his rookie season plus the receptions. That's a lot of touches. You expect that that number could go up even more. How do you feel about the, the, the depth at running back and maybe how the Steelers address that and where they go this offseason? Well, I mean, they, they spent a little bit of money on Kalen Balaj last year. Um, you know, that was uh, uh, looking for that, that guy who gave you a little something different than what Benny does. And Benny, uh, Benny's an NFL running back. Benny's not an NFL starting running back. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that can step in there and give you some carries if need be. I'd like to see them, you know, I don't think they're going to draft. They're not going to draft another one because that room will be awfully young, uh, much like the receiver room. So I think you add a veteran presence to that again. And, and you know, maybe you have a little bit more to spend on that this yeah. year. Uh, so, you know, get yourself a D'Angelo Williams type that, that can be the, again, not necessarily the adult in the room, because I think, you know, if, if you look at Najee Harris, um, he is very wise beyond his years in terms of the, the maturity level and things of that nature. Um, but I wouldn't mind, you know, adding one of those, you know, 28, 29, 30-year-old backs, a guy who's been around the league, has done it, maybe has a 1,000-yard season somewhere in his background or been yeah. the guy at some point short, in his short, background. Short, back, yeah. But is looking to, you know, extend his career a little bit. And, and there's a lot of those guys available. There are every year. Uh, again, the Steelers last year really just couldn't afford to go out and, and, and get into the market for one of these guys. But, you know, if you, if you, if you get a, a guy like a – yeah, here's just, here's some of the names for you. Okay. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, David Johnson. You're probably not shopping in that. Jalen Richard, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay, uh, Raheem Mostert, Devontae Booker, Rashad Penny, James White, Sony Michelle, uh, Jeff Wilson, Marlon Mack, Brandon Bolden, Ronald Jones the third, James Connor, uh, Malcolm Brown. That's that's about your list there. Giovanni Bernard. Some, there's uh, some guys McKissick are, is in there McKissick's as well. In there. Further down yep. there. Marlon Latavius Mack. Jarek McKinnon's yeah, guy. Jarek McKinnon is uh, – he, he had a heck of a game. He had a heck of a playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure uh, and, 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 you know, has some of that – you know, you're not looking – you're looking for a guy who's who's much like D'Angelo because they, they did it with LeGarrette Blunt and it didn't work out. Correct. He yeah. felt like he still could, could be – A starter. He, he really thought that, that he and Le'Veon Bell were one and one A. Yeah. And that was not the case. No. You're 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 one and you're two. Yeah. So you have to get somebody who's who's comfortable in that the, being the, the Jerome Bettis to your Willie Park. Being two. Yeah, it has to be comfortable yeah. being two. Or do Staley yeah. to Jerome Bettis there you go. that right. first year. There you so go. even a guy like uh Daryl Williams from the Chiefs, uh, two Chiefs yeah. on there, the, the guys that have shared the position before and and know that what it's like to do that. They're not gonna be some well, you know, I only get the ball twice in this game, right? I didn't get the ball at all, right. which is what you know LeGarrette's problem was like we were winning the game. I, you know, I, I'm the closer. But Le'Veon was ripping off 20 yards of pop against the Titans in that game. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. you were going to take him out. I mean, he's had no. a 200-yard game. Um, you know, so a guy who's comfortable in that role. And D'Angelo was comfortable in that role. He, he had been the, the, a 1,500-yard back in Carolina. Yeah, exactly. he, knew, he knew that, you know, if he, if he had to do it for a short stretch, he could still do it. But he didn't feel like he had to do it. To, to yeah. you know, to, for his ego. Yeah. I think Leonard Fournette's another interesting one, right? Yeah. Because he's he's been that proven guy. He's been the feature guy. He's been the big, but he, but he, he took a back seat to come to Tampa Bay and duke it out with Ronald Jones II, right? And whatever role they gave him, he kind of, I mean, that, and that was a 
stacked it was. backfield. And good he offensive did, line as well, too. Exactly. And then when he was when his answer was called, he answered the call right in the playoffs. We all remember the Tampa Bay Bucks playoff run. And he didn't do that all year. And you're like, okay, how does this work out? So I I think there's some great values at the running back market, especially when you're looking at guys there in that 28, 29 year old range. Yeah. You know, still got some tread on the tire, but they're not looking to go burn out. You know, right, right. And it's like year. you know, if I if I if I do this a little more measured, I can get two or three more years out of exactly. this. Exactly, and understand yeah. how to share that load. Like, listen, okay, am I going to be the third down guy that might get screen run or a full flat out pass? Yep. You know that that's what that that's what you want to have. And I think there's a lot of great values. You know, I'd be interested about Marlon Mack as well. Yeah. The right. other thing that you get if you go the veteran route is he's already an accomplished uh, pass blocker. Yes. Whereas most of these guys coming out of the college game have no clue about guesswork. protection. Yeah, yeah it's, it's guesswork at best, unless you're getting them from an Alabama. Right. You know, where you where you were asked to do a lot of this off of play action, a lot of sophisticated six man pro. I got to pick out second to third option after the after the down lineman. So but, yeah, you don't get that. I mean, when we look at the guys that are coming out this year, I mean, maybe with um, what's the boy from Michigan State? Uh, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, Kenneth, Walker, Kenneth yeah. Walker. You might get a little bit because of the style that they ran, but everything else is pretty much an unknown. They got to learn it all over again. Yeah. Because most of the time they had the ball in their hands. Yes. You know, they weren't being asked to do those things. You were the feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking a look at, at some of the guys that are available. Kenneth Walker, obviously, at the top of, of everybody's running back big board. Uh, Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Uh, Damian Pierce from Florida. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame would be an interesting one for me. I like him. Because yeah. he might be yeah. one of those young guys who could come in and, and, and has some experience in pass pro and wouldn't be expecting a huge role right away. Yeah, um, you know, potentially, but I think you probably have to take him in like the third round. I right, and again, you want you want a veteran presence in that room. Yeah, yeah. and and, and it, the lower you get in this draft, you start looking at fourth, fifth, and sixth, then you're like they've gone that route. They've a, gone a bunch that route, of times. And, it, and it has not yeah. worked out for the Steelers in the past. So you know, I would say free agency is your best, and then if you're going to get an undrafted free agent, a la Willie Parker, and it's going to be a diamond in the rough type of situation. Yeah. That's probably your best bet because you've already used the first round cachet and Najee is, we know Najee is that guy. We know Najee can tote the load. He can stay on the field 90% of the time, but you like, okay, in order to get Najee to year six, year seven, year eight, we need that compliment. You need an understudy that yeah. you trust. So, so that we have, so he can now do 75% of the plays as opposed yeah. to 90. And, and you don't really think about drafting one high you, you kind of do it like you did with with Le'Veon and James Conner. Yeah, you you you, you know, Le'Veon's going into the last year of his career or if, of his well, kind of was his career. Yeah, <laughs> last <laughs> last year of his contract. We could, we could easily say that that was the last of his career because where is he now? Yeah, he's like a Where's Waldo now? Right. Yeah. Um, you, you draft James Conner when he's now a, more of an established. You know, he's in year five, and yeah. so you bring in James Conner to kind of spend that year as the understudy. Yeah. Uh, and then take over potentially, you know, if you don't sign that second that second contract. Um, but yeah, right now you're awfully young in that yeah. room. Even you know, Benny Snell's your veteran in the room. What? And you're just awfully young on offense. Right. That's the now, other part now of the equation. Now that Ben is gone, bring in some adults. So, so some you, adults. you need a couple. You need a couple of chaperones. Yeah. Just a couple. We're not asking to go straight one to one, <laughs> but a couple of chaperones to make sure that you guys 
are keeping the six inch rule, right? You six know? inches. <laughs> in the you gotta leave room for Jesus. There, leave man. room for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's no joke. I uh, through middle school, I went to a Christian school before I went to high school. This was like two years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? It was last year was during COVID. I mean, he was allowed to work as much inside. I know. For a a 31-year-old, I still get carted buying cigars. I mean, I I get it. But 20 years from now, we're going to see who's laughing. Exactly. Uh, I'm still getting carted. (laughs) My my eighth-grade dance at Eden Christian Academy, they legitimately said to us when we walked in, you got to leave room for Jesus. So that's not just just a joke. That's a real thing. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I did want to ask you, Max, um, Kenneth Walker is is the guy that is – you know, is at the top of everybody's big board and the one that's getting a lot of conversation. How do you feel about Brees Hall, though? He's intriguing to me. I don't know if you and I have had this conversation before. I'm a, I'm a big 12 guy, I guess. You, yeah. I, I'm a WVU grad, season yeah. ticket holder, so I see a lot of, of big 12 football. He's intriguing to me because I think he's talented. I think he can play at this level, but he's got a lot of tread on those tires already. Listen, listen, I, this, and, and here's the funny thing. So we actually did um, a corporate partnership through, uh, through the O-line consulting that I work with. And we went into Iowa State. And that was one thing that was charged a responsibility, right? Try and retool that offensive mm-hmm. line. And obviously, we've seen the success that they've had. But Brees Hall has taken a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot of plays. And, and, and I just, I don't know how long it can last at this level as the main guy. You only have so many hits in your body. Only so many it reminds hits. Reminds me of the running back from Stanford a few years ago, uh, Bryce Love. Mm, Bryce Love, yeah. exactly. Great, great, great comparison. Whereas I think he would he 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 would come out automatically and be game ready because right. of the experience, but that tread will wear off. Especially you get with a team that maybe the quarterback's not as established and it's run set up the pass. Huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's different if if he's going to Green Bay or. I should say wherever Aaron Rodgers lands. <laughs> full disclosure, Kansas since he hasn't City. made a decision, he hasn't made a decision, guys. You know, it's different going there, right? Where you know pass can be an emphasis on this team if need be, and you are auxiliary to him, right? Yeah. That's that's why Aaron Jones has lasted as long yeah. as he has. And you got AJ Dillon, sir. Yeah, yeah, you got AJ Dillon now, so you do have guys to brunt the brunt the brunt that for a guy that's played a lot because Aaron Jones ran exclusively at UTEP because Sean Coogler was a head coach there. Yeah. So I was like. This dude's not going to make it past year three. And now we see him now. He's flourishing because you do have a quarterback that can give you some space. And that's where Brees has to go to the right place. Because if not, and he goes to, I'm not going to go to Jacksonville because obviously you got Etienne there. But I'm just saying, you go to somebody of that ilk, it's going to be a challenge and he's going to get worn down because you, if your offensive line isn't strong enough giving you holes, you have to beat it in the backfield. He's just, he's just, I don't think the durability is there. I wouldn't take that chance unless I was really comfortable with my old, with my, o-line and also with the running back room and we know that he's coming in to share the role and not be the premier guy that's why i have isaiah spiller out of texas a&m as my number one running back he's even ahead of kenneth walker yeah yep. hasn't hasn't yeah. had the, the like he had like a his his career high in college was 196 carries but yes. he also catches the ball um you know he he's he's smooth well, he has to that that's that's the, the style of offense at texas a&m you know, when you look at the running, okay, if you're A, pegged as a starter, good. And then B, we're going to take care of you, yeah. right? Because, the, and the offensive line has been that good that he's on, he's not getting touched till the second level. And I'll take a bunch of second level hits versus those first level Absolutely. hits yeah. or in the backfield hits. Absolutely. And he just wasn't exposed to that. And even though they were going through 
their their quarterback transition this past year with deciding who's it going to be Haynes King or, or the other kid Calzada you know he he always found a way to be in the rhythm but he also he also knows how to block too which yeah. is another really strong suit so when you can block catch and tote the rock it makes you more valuable and like you said the tread's still on the tire yeah I just think he's the most complete guy yes in this draft I would agree I, we with haven't that. seen Kenneth Walker catch the football a lot no. Um, you know, they just Big don't team. do that a lot. No, they, they, they run, they the, run football. the football. You, yeah. you, you're here to run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Your name says running back. Yes. We'll get back there and run. <laughs> it's, it's not heavy and you're not in a union. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Carried a> lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having some fun here on radio row, as we always do pumped to be back here in Indianapolis at the Indiana convention center. Our coverage is continuing here much longer, uh, today, tomorrow, Saturday, a lot more to get to Cam Hayward, about two hours from now, some other guests in between. We'll wrap up the final segment of this midday show here on Radio Row before I will drop out here for Matt Williamson and Matt and Max and Dale will take you up until 4 o'clock when our coverage ends today. It's going to be an exciting night tonight with the quarterbacks in primetime. Maybe we'll discuss a little bit of that before we get out of here in our final segment as well. You are listening to our ongoing coverage of the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine live on Radio Row, all brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. Don't you dare go anywhere. Plenty more to come here on SNR. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Final segment here for the Midday Show. Wesley Euler, Max Starks, Dale Lolly. I'll hand things off. I'll hand this headset off here to our buddy Matt Williamson. In just a few minutes, Matt, Dale, and Max will have two more hours live from you here at Radio Row leading up to when all the uh, the workouts begin today at four o'clock. Quarterbacks tonight in prime time. <laughs> Our coverage here brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started, member FDIC. I'm going to say that a million times, just like I'm going to remind you that at three thirty, Cam Hayward, the captain, the man, going to join. Uh, the Where's our sound effect thing there? We need, we need Cam, sound Cam Hayward going to join the show here. Oh wait, no, wrong one. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Been waiting for you to use that all week long. <laughs> no, can't wait to hear what Cam has to say out here. I'm sure he'll get asked about his younger brother a little bit, too. Uh, that'll be a great conversation, so make sure you are staying tuned here up until 4 o'clock. We're with you the rest of the week as well, too. Nobody covers the Combine and the Pittsburgh Steelers like we do on SNR. Dale, you woohooed those uh, quarterback workouts tonight that I mentioned legitimately how much can you take from this is there anything that you're really looking for are we going to do the zach wilson thing where someone's going to make one throw and we're going to go oh my god it's the greatest throw well, i've ever seen that was that was at his that was his pro, pro day, day to be fair yeah. yeah so you get to make that off, you know, off schedule throw in, that indoors 25 in other guys in the nfl have made over the course of the right year. right um but really what can we deduce what can we take from tonight and what we see in those quarterback workouts the interesting thing about these and it's much like the senior bowl week is these guys are all throwing to different guys, guys they're not necessarily used to throwing to. They're opposite from their pro days. Yeah, which is easy. like their pro days, they pick the guys. They handpick the guys they're going to be throwing to. Uh, in the situations like this, these quarterbacks are coming in here and they're throwing to guys uh, that they, you know, 
have maybe seen play on TV, or maybe they they played with him a little bit at the Senior Bowl. You don't, you know, they might have been on the other roster. We just don't know. So you know, you you know, when you're throwing certain routes, um, how does he read it? Does it, you know, is he is he overthrowing the receiver because he thinks he's faster? Is it, you know, is he throwing it to the spot where it's supposed to be at? Where's his ball placement at on those throws? And you're getting to see these guys do it back to back to back to back to back, all doing doing the same thing, right. assembly line style. Yeah. So okay, you're gonna make this back shoulder throw. You make the back shoulder throw. You make the back. Who? Okay, now you're now you've got something tangible that you can look at. Easy to compare. Everything's the. This is a great thing about football, and why I think that analytics can be somewhat overrated in football. It's it's a game that's played outdoors. It's a game that's played in all weather. <laughs> and so if I'm playing in a 25 mile an hour wind, and you say, well, you should go for it on third and six, but the wind's in my face here and it's raining. No, I'm going to punt the football. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and, and, and that that's a, that's one of the things I think, especially when we talk about outdoor weather. Chicago. Why has Chicago quarterbacks never done well at the end of the year? Right. And so you shocking. So, yeah, shocking <laughs> because that it's you're right six there. degrees outside after Thanksgiving. And the wind's and blowing off the lake 35 miles yeah. an hour. So so that's why you look at a Justin Fields because yeah. he can power the ball yep. through and try and cut some of that wind. And all those things matter. And that's where analytics, I, I feel, does not pick it up. And that's why when you get in here to, you know, to Dale's point, it's everybody's doing the same. Everybody's under the same conditions. And I may or may not know you by the time I throw to you. Because right. even if I did throw to you at Senior Bowl, it's not guaranteed that when the rotation goes that I'll get you again. Too. Right. Yeah. So so now you're working on pure your quarterback, your receiver. This is the route. This is the read. Make it work. Yeah. And now we can see ball placement. Now we can see how do you adjust to it. You know, do you have to adjust to the ball? Or does the or, or does the, or does the receiver adjust to what you're trying to do? Right. You you're know, watching them too. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to pick up your cues before you get up there. So it's always good to be QB two through five, right? <laughs> Versus QB one in those, because at least you can kind of get a rhythm for how is this going to look. What's my timing? It's like fear factor. You never want to be the per- first person no. to do the to do the obstacle course or whatever because exactly they got they're gonna oh well, okay trial and error and then the yeah. next person goes through and they're like okay well he did that different than. Yeah, first I'm gonna try cause... the I'm gonna try I'm gonna try the cross reverse grip when I'm holding on to the side of the building. <laughs> yeah, you know, or, or I'm sitting... not gonna put my hand in that box because yeah. now I know it's a bunch of like <laughs> cockroaches, know, like humongous cockroaches or something in there. Yeah. Oh. Where is that show? Oh, Gosh, yeah. dog at well, Joe Rogan. Squid, it kind of, you know what? Squid Game reminded me a lot of that show. Yes, not, yes. Not reality, but, yeah, but yeah, the same yeah. kind of like, oh, you don't want to be the first one to run across that field because then you find out what happens when you move when the light turns red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, that, I mean, that absolutely scared me for uh, childhood games because they were all the childhood games. <laughs> yep. You know, you grow, you're like, we played red light, green light every day at recess. Every day, but I never got shot by an AK-47 <laughs> because I moved. You know, I just had to go to the back of the line <laughs> i'll tell you what would be real interesting is if we had some of that tonight at the work you know you miss the throw you're done and yeah, then, yeah. We'd, then we'd see some real <laughs> listen you're talking about concentration <laughs> anything that you're this is this is kind of what i i asked to dale to start the segment anything that you're looking for specifically tonight is it just that that rhythm of watching these guys and seeing the differences is it the connection with the wide receivers that they may not have worked with at all in the past what do you want to deduce from the quarterback workouts yeah. this evening i think one of the biggest things is just going to see how you operate under that stress right where you're throwing or you're getting to a mechanical type of i got to make this throw does you are your throws consistent yeah you know, i don't want to see wildly different throws from from throw to throw 
you know, how tight is that spiral, especially when you're talking about those cro- when they do the crossing routes? You know, I want to see how, how and how does that receiver respond? Right. Is he going to clutch up because you have to run behind this dummy bag? Yeah. You know, and for the receivers, for me, I think the biggest drill I like is that it's kind of that rope drill where they just turn each way and make the yeah. catches because that's that one gauntlet drill. Yeah. Where, where you see some guys just won't make <laughs> once they get once they miss it, the, like the second one. Three through five is just like, okay, this drill's done. Yeah, I screwed this up. Yeah. Yeah. But can you have that short term memory loss and get back into the rhythm? It's like, ah, it's a hiccup, or, you know, I just wasn't anticipating it there and I move on through. So it's just seeing how guys progress when they don't allow anything to bleed into the next throw or play. And for the receivers, you want to see is he a hand catcher? Does he use his body? Or a body catcher, yeah. Because if you're a body catcher, it's probably not going to work out real well. And that's where the gauntlet drill shows that, right? Right. Because most often than not, the guy that misses that second one, he's trying to to catch it in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what you want to see. Okay, how can he respond? And my biggest thing is, it's not. I do want to see the foot speed of the wide receivers, but for quarterbacks, how does your footwork work? Yeah. Mm. You know, because you have those escape drills, right? Yep. How does how do you keep your body online and on target? Because some guys tend to drop their eyes a little bit. And then they have to relocate the guy, and then you kind of power it, like you said, the yeah. overthrows. Yeah, you power it because you lost your eyes spinning out of something. So can you keep your body adjusted as you move out? Because that's another thing that's going to be big in the Steelers' offense, right? Absolutely, it's on the move, running and throwing, because that's what Matt Canada wants. Absolutely. He wants that RPO esque type of approach to a quarterback, and Ben couldn't do that. So you know, you get into the pissy moment uh, about that, <laughs> and then you overdo it with Mason, try, and, and you give him way too much from that perspective. We're like, okay, we want you to try and get out of here, get out of there, and give you the options. So that's going to be really, I think, indicative, and we'll get to see that on primetime. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see, again, like how, how some of these guys throw on the run, on the move. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times uh, one of the things that you see with, with the, the quote-unquote mobile or running quarterbacks is they don't get their feet under them when yes. they, and so they'll throw their, their shoulders aren't square and you, you see what happens the ball goes sailing or they, they throw it short into or the you ground get that duck yeah <laughs> that, right that, that duck one that just you're like like oh wow yeah. what happened Pull. there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know duck yeah and so those are more there's some arm strength throws there yeah and and so you know can are you able to power that um and especially rolling to the left yeah. for a lot of those right-handed quarterbacks. that That's one that's always the toughest adjustment because are my legs crossed when I'm thinking of receiving or did I right. make sure that my hands were planted because you're still falling away and can you keep that strength? It's different when you're rolling out to the right because you're rolling right, throwing cross body, which – Technically, you're not supposed to not do. Not supposed to do. But Pat Mahomes makes yeah. a living out of well, it. Well, there's no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 60% of the time, it works all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, but they're and they're usually throwing sideline ropes. So you yeah. can get your body behind that because the mechanics will allow it. But off when you're rolling offside and trying to throw on that drag, it's about three to four yards behind you. How does that look? Right. Yeah. And those are the throws young Ben used to be able to make, like, eyes closed. Yeah. Eyes like crazy. I mean, his arm, he, he was underrated, I think, throughout the course of his career for his arm strength. Well, and I think if young Ben were here today, oh, he's number one pick in his draft. Number one pick close. because he, he's, he's, he's like, like not this even what we working want. out at all because why would he need to? Yeah, exactly. So I think, and it's one thing, like you said, generational, right? Yeah. It comes, Ben came in a time where it was big, burly guys and pocket passers, right? So we wanted to ground and pound. And when you get that freestyle, you know, type of player, it's like you're trying to cage the animal, you know, in those situations. And, of course, he matured. And then when that was nouveau, <laughs> now nah, I'm just going to get the ball out in two yeah, seconds. I'm going to so. get rid of it. 
I'm good. I know what that hit feels like now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so the schedule for tonight, tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers, all begins at 4 o'clock on the NFL Network up until 11 p.m. Woo! And then a these guys, are, I'm night. sure, going to be back at it early tomorrow doing something different. And that's, again, yeah. part of the whole, how do you respond mentally? How do you duress. respond to stress the key word. and duress? Um, and so it works out well for everybody's schedule. You listen to SNR up until 4 o'clock, our live coverage here, and then, and then the workouts. And, and as you mentioned earlier, Max, uh, earlier in the week, these guys don't get to go back to their room and, and, and take a nap in between this. No, no you're, you're, you're posting up in a ballroom somewhere yeah. and you're on that hard carpet. You're trying, you're trying to put your little baggie of what, you know, your sweatshirt underneath the back of your neck and you're trying to get your legs up in the air to get the lactic acid out. I mean, you're, you're, you're in these confines when that room has a nice cushy bed, it has air conditioning, you turn the lights off, yep. but Close it's like the curtains up. It's, it looks like it's dark out. Yeah, exactly. Blackout curtains. And then now you're like, I won't see that again until about 10 p.m. tonight, maybe yeah. maybe 1130 yeah. um, at best. And, and then, you were over here, you know, at eight o'clock this morning doing the bench yeah. press. Yeah, doing bench <laughs> press. And then it was like, oh, yeah, break time. Oh, by the way, we're going to do meetings. You're going to do media availability. And then, oh, we got lunch for you, though. We got lunch yeah. for you. And then, oh, yeah, we're back. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> Hurry up and wait. That's that's a lot of what these things oh, we are. We need a right? medical recheck while you're at it. Let's yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Can, can I see your right ankle real fast? It was, we didn't get. We didn't go Dorsey. We only <laughs> we only went plantar flexion. Can we just do that real fast? <laughs> Some breaking news before we go here, gentlemen. Uh, all 30 teams in the NFL were informed today that the NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to end all COVID-19 protocols. Mandatory testing over. We can ask Cam uh, Hayward about that. And yeah. my first thought is that makes me think St. Vincent's yeah. a real possibility. I tweeted that out earlier when I saw that, that, uh, yes, it looks like they'll probably be going back to St. Vincent College. We'll be back in the locker rooms. Uh, this hey, is team travel. Team travel. Team travel yeah, is now an option. Now it's it's all different now, but uh, it, it affects all of our lives and uh, yeah, in, in, in a positive way. It does there are guys uh, who have been with the Steelers now? They're going into their third year, who have never had reporters in the locker room. I remember talking with wow. I, I talked with Burt Loughton about that late in the season, and he's like, a lot of these because colleges you don't work you don't have. Yeah, you don't get reporters in the locker room. So every year for rookie minicamp, when the reporters come into the locker room and the players look around, like, are we supposed to talk to these guys this year? I, I mentioned yeah. we we're on a con- we we're on a, a Zoom call with Najee during uh, rookie mini rookie uh, minicamp, and I asked him about a catch that he made in in during the the uh, the, the practice, and he said, "Where were you at?" I said, "We were the guys standing on the on the balcony up above." He goes, "Oh, I thought you guys were boosters." <laughs> he said boosters. <laughs> he said boosters. Like no, I'm like roll tide. Friends of the program. Did you see how roll we were dressed? <laughs> we were not dressed like boosters. That was yeah, exactly. We weren't decked out in Steelers. There was gear. nobody throwing dollar bills <laughs> when, down on when, the field. Yeah. When Mike Tomlin said there wasn't. Want to come booster. have a steak dinner? <laughs> <laughs> when Mike Tomlin said there wasn't a booster with a big enough check, that's not what he was that's referring to. That's not what he to. was referring no. to. Yeah. So I mean, they they just they just don't know. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick has been – he's going into year four with the Steelers and has never been the same since college. Yeah, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's just crazy in and of itself. I mean, that is the rite of passage when you talk about and it. It's a bonding thing. Yeah, I mean, and that, that that's what really it gets down to. When you talk about the teams that that make it, you have to have that moment. And always for us, the entire time I was in Pittsburgh – I mean, that was our moment where we bonded with our with our with our with our guys in our room. We also bonded with that side of the ball, but also the whole team. Because yeah. 
it all sucks. No matter yeah. if you if you ordered your bed from Rena Center, <laughs> you got the Lazy Boy recliner and the forty inch TV. It, it, we all got to sit in that same crappy stone yeah. walls. And then even for the report, right? We're all in the dorms together. Everybody's together. Yeah. Everybody's going to Chow Hall. Yeah. Same place. <laughs> like, you know, you got things like the softball game and things of that nature. The softball games, the comedy night, and the rookie show. Yeah. I mean, you get all of these like cool moments that just that galvanize your team. And you kind of missed that over the last season. And you could see how that could fracture a team a little bit. You're not quite as close. No, you're not quite there. So I'm happy to hear that, man, because it it really means a lot if you get those chances. Absolutely. That'll certainly be something that we'll keep an eye on here uh, over the coming weeks and months. But it's time for me to hop out here. That's been the Midday Show. This has been the Midday Show. Matt Williamson will line change for me. Matt, Dale, and Max will take you up until 4 o'clock. Reminder, 3.30 right here on SNR. Cam Hayward sits down with us on Radio Row. So don't you dare go anywhere. Two more hours of live coverage coming at you from the Scouting Combine at the Indiana Convention Center. As always, on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.